Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. My name's Pastor Steve. And my name's Pastor Daniel. We're really glad you're with us. You know, I don't know what you're going to be doing today. I don't know. Maybe people are doing the dishes. What do you think? Maybe maybe they're, maybe they're really energetic and going for a run. Where do you listen to podcasts? I mean, I don't listen to them on a run. I maybe walk the dog and walk listen to dog. podcasts. That's a good one. Maybe yeah. people are in the car. If you're in the car, please do make sure that you're paying attention and your eyes are yes. forward. Yes. Your eyes are forward. That's a good idea. No matter how exciting today's message is, please yeah. make sure that you are driving safely. Yes. What well, you see, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, what we really, really want is actually for you to be blessed by the message that you're going to hear right now Definitely. from Destiny Church Wakefield. And we're going to head over right now to the today's message. So let's go for it. We're so excited. We are. Okay, great to see you. Thank you for coming. And uh, you know, it's, this is really excellent that you came. God bless you. Just looking around to see who I recognize and who I don't. And if I recognize you, God bless you. And if I don't recognize you, do you know a really, really, really big destiny welcome to you. And um, we're going to have, we're going to do this all again in, in, a, in a while at 11 a.m. And, uh, and then you can do it all again when you get home and watch it. Yeah. You know, when we added together... First service last week, second service last week, which was bigger than the first service, and then all the online numbers of Facebook and, and YouTube. We were staggered at just how many people accessed our service last Sunday. It was absolutely amazing. God is good, amen. And a very number, a great number actually over the day last Sunday of first-time visitors coming to our service, and we were thrilled about that. And if you're here for the first time today, a big God bless to you as well. Thank you for being here. So today, my message to you is no regrets. (laughs) What do we think about that then? No regrets. And you say, not possible living with no regrets. Well, my full title is no regrets living fulfilled. Living fulfilled. Looking back, we all have regrets, don't we? Uh, You know, things that we said that we wish we hadn't said. Things that we did that we wish we'd never done. Things that we should have done and didn't, uh, people we should have treated better, um, and the opportunities that we should have taken, the courage that we should have had, uh, and we didn't take it, and so we find ourselves in a place now where we think like, if only, and it produces something called, it called regret. Well, I want to tell you something today, that there is a time for every one of us to draw a line in the sand and say, that was then, but this is now. And what I do now is going to determine what will be for all the days that are ahead. There's a line, and I'm asking you today to draw a line in your own sand of your own life and say, it might have some regrets in the past. It might be that you made some mistakes back then. I did, you did, we're in good company. We're all in the same club, aren't we? We're all in the same club. We all, you know, it's like, oh no, there's times when, but, but you know something, when you come, the Bible tells us very clearly that if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us from all our sin. The Bible is very clear about this thing called grace, that God doesn't hold things against us forever. Our past does not need to determine our future. There's a line in the sand. Actually, it's a bloodline in the sand. 
That's the truth of it. There's a bloodline in the sand, yeah, that we can cross into a new day saying, you know, last week I was speaking to you about crossing over and how the children of Israel needed to cross over the Red Sea if they were to break free from their past. And how they needed to pass over the Jordan River if they were to cross into their promised land and all the blessings that God had got for them. And how we needed to cross over the Sea of Galilee and understand how in the Sea of Galilee God is with you and how He will be there in in your boat, caring for you, providing for you, guiding guiding you. And then we spoke very briefly about how that when we come to the end of time on the earth, there's a crossing over from this life into the next. There is a crossing over that needs to happen. And we're following on from that today to say, do you know something? We need to live our lives in the place so that when that day comes, whenever it comes, nobody wants to die today, do you? That was a bit quiet in the house, considering. (laughs) The reason you went to the doctor last week is that you don't want to die soon. The reason that you called on God to be your healer is because you don't want to die soon. The reason that we're all taking care of ourselves and and looking after vitamins and all sorts of stuff is that we don't want to die soon. We're taking good. The reason that we're all going to the gym not me. I always say this, I work hard. I don't need to pay to go to a gym to sweat. But anyhow, if the gym does it for you, whatever it is, we're looking after ourselves because we don't want to die. But when the day to die does come in those moments, if you're still compass on that moment, we want to live in a moment when we are not having regrets. Too many people do not fulfill their destiny. You know, they get too busy in their earlier life, and they get too tired in their older life. So the older people tell me. <laughs> One day I might find out. You know, it's like when you're too busy when you're first setting up house and you're a young person or you're at university or you've just got a new family. Busy, busy, busy. Oh, I must get around to doing the things that are important. And then when you're older, you know, time speeds up and you get too tired. But you know something? It's important that you don't die without having fulfilled what God has called you to do. We need to determine that when our time on life, on life is over, we're going to have no regrets. Say it with me, no regrets. no regrets. Some people die with regrets, but it will be different for you, and it's going to be different for you, especially from this morning, because you will have heard how it is that you can live with no regrets. Firstly, let's see how Jesus lived with no regret. See, fulfilled life. The Bible says this in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Jesus said to his father, not my will, but yours be done. When he came to the end of his time, dying on a cross, that wasn't at his end of his time, but in the chronology of it, he was able to say uh, that I've done my father's will. That's a challenge for us, isn't it? You know, there's been times when I've put my hand on my heart, and I said, oh God, I, I knew I was in the center of your will, and there's been times when I knew I wasn't. I'm being really honest with you now. We've all been there, haven't we? You know, uh, but Jesus said in uh, John chapter 6 and verse 38, I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. That was Jesus' purpose. That was his commission in life. And when his time came, he was able to say in John 19:30, it is finished. What was finished? The purpose that he was here for was finished. He'd done it. He was saying, no regrets. 
He was saying, no, I've come to a place where I have fulfilled the destiny of my life and his calling here on, on planet earth. Okay, Jesus is the ultimate, so now let's come and pick a person, shall we? And we'll pick the Apostle Paul just for a moment. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, Paul said this, I have blown it. Well, we know he blew it. He, he, he collected the coats when he watched people being stoned to death who shouldn't have been stoned to death. He, you know, Paul blew it enough. But on this day, that was before the, the line in the sand. Eventually, he came to the place in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, oh, the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his coming. And that's me and you. And he died, and he came to the end of his day with no regrets, because he had fought the good fight. He'd finished the race. He kept the faith. And I wanted that to be for me. Rachel and myself were praying together this morning, just about the day and about you. And we started to reflect on this. Is no boast or anything. You understand that. Take that from our hearts. How the, for both of us, from early days of us being a child, from that day until this day. You know, I know you can't believe it, but I'm going to be 55 this year. Plus, plus another 13 on top of that, but anyhow, never mind. And it's like from that day till this day, we have kept the faith. We've not been perfect. We've made many mistakes, but you know, we've kept the faith. We have, we've carried on doing what, we, we, we never came to a moment of really big, big backsliding or something. Why? Because there was a determination inside, and there still is in our hearts, that we want to finish the course. We want to we wanna win, we, we win the prize, and we want to be on that day, whenever that day is, saying, no regrets. We gave our life for Jesus Christ. There was a guy who wrote a book called The Habits of Seven Highly Effective People, a guy called Stephen Covey. And he talked about imagining attending your own funeral. That's not something I've ever done before, before I actually read this. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've attended a lot of funerals. I do that in my professional life, if you like. But attending my own funeral. And then he asks you to imagine being a fly on the wall at your own funeral. And uh, there's some people who've been invited to the funeral to talk to you about you. You know, a, new, a eulogy. Somebody from your family, someone who was your friend, a work colleague, and a member of your church. What would you wish they would say about you? at your funeral. So your family member, you'd wish your fly of the wall and your family member stands up and you want them to say, do you know, he was the best dad in the world. He was a loyal brother or she was a loving mom or something. And you could write the eulogy, couldn't you? But are you living like that with no regrets so that when that day comes, a family member would say that about you? Hmm. And then there's the friend, and you'd write the friend's eulogy, and you want him to say about you, oh, he was loyal, he was so much fun to be with, he never let me down, he never spoke behind my back, he was just a loyal friend. Well, we'll somebody will say that about us if that's true. Having said that, I've been to some funerals where people have said things about people, and I'm thinking, I don't even recognize who they're talking about. But we need to earn a reputation. It's called our testimony. 
that actually we need to live a life with no regrets. And what about the work colleague who said, who would stand in, at, our, at your funeral and say, oh, hardworking, team player, talented, you know, absolutely the best colleague to work with. Would they say that about us? Or what about a member of your church? They would speak about you and say, oh, my brother or my sister, so loving, so interested in people. So willing to serve, so generous in giving, so reliable. You could always count on them. Well, you know, if that's what we want others to say about us, then we're going to have to live with no regrets. But perhaps there's a, a, a fifth person that seven highly effective people book didn't talk about. I wonder what it would be like if we invited the fifth person and the fifth eulogy at our own funeral was God himself. And we're the fly on the wall. What would you want God to say about you? What would I want God to say about me? I mean, I've read it in the Bible a whole bunch of times, and, and we speak about it, don't we? We say, well done, you good and faithful servant. I wonder whether God would say that about me. I wonder whether he'd say that about you sitting at home today. I wonder whether he'd say that about you, well done. We want God to say that about us, don't we? We don't want to live on that day with regret. Or what about God saying to us, you loved me every day of your life. You loved my word. I loved you picking up my Bible day after day after day and reading it. You lived right. You prayed. You talked to me. You didn't ignore me. You made the reason that I died on the cross worthwhile. Could you imagine God saying that to you? When I called you, you came. When I sent you, you went. When I asked you to serve me, you laid down your life for me. What a thing would that be to God to turn up at our funeral and say that? Oh, my. You see, the truth is that looking back, we've all got those things to regret. But God's grace and God's forgiveness gives us all a new day. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm living in the good of a new day, and you can live in the good of a new day. You can live in a place where you say, no, you know, I am living in the good of a new day. You know, if you've made some mistakes, join the club. But if you've made some mistakes, then what we need to do is to sort it and move on. If you like, I like these two words, that we need to repent and recover. Repent and recover. Repent and recover. The Bible talks about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10. And it says this godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. Come on, let's look at it again. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. So if we will come to a place of repentance and then recovery, we can get over our past. We can have those things sorted and we can walk free, living the fulfilled life with no regrets. And no regrets, by the way, living that sort of life doesn't happen by chance. It's purposeful. Somebody said this, happiness is the byproduct of right action. Happiness is the byproduct of right action. If we will only live right, if we will only put Jesus first in our life and be intentional about fulfilling the purpose of God in our lives, then I tell you something, we're going to have no regrets. 
Here's 10 quick little lines of things that I think are important factors for us to get hold of if we want to live a fulfilled and no nonsense and no regret life. Number one, know that you're chosen by God. To stand there and say, you, where you're sat here now, or where you're watching me from at home or on a train or Maybe some of you are blessed enough to be on a beach somewhere watching us. I know some people who are on holiday and they said, we're going to watch you from a holiday. Well, God bless you. Thank you very much for watching us. Send some sunshine this way. Because it was raining a bit in Wakefield this morning. But these are important things. God has chosen you. Sometimes I thought, well, God, why did you choose me? That must have been a mistake because I've let you down a lot of times. No, God knew all about that. And he still chose you. God knew that you would miss it, and he still chose you. God knew that you would have these problems that you're going to have to sort through, and that's why he chose you. And he chose you, why? Because through the foolish things of the world, I'm not calling you foolish, God is going to prove himself to be more than able, so that in the end, when wonderful things happen, they don't look at me and you and say, they are smart dudes, they're going to say, God is a great God who worked through them. Amen? Amen. Don't have regrets. Hold it. You're chosen. Number two, you're going to have to accept your purpose for living. You have a purpose. If you're going to live with no regrets, you're going to know, need to know what you're here for. Every one of you has got a purpose. That purpose is, is as wide and as varying as people are. Some of you have got a purpose to be the best mom in the world. Some of you have got a purpose to be the best dad in the world. Some of you have got a purpose to be the best brother in the world, the best friend in the world. Some of you have got a purpose to be the best businessman in the world, the best educator in the world. Some of you are going to be the best innovators in the world. Some of you are going to be the best organizers and administrators in the world. Some of you are going to be into recent search and development. Some of you are going to serve in the church. Some of you are going to be given to prayer. Some of you are going to be given to giving. Some of you are going to, you know, and the list goes on. There there is a purpose that God has called us. It's called calling. Right now I'm fulfilling my calling. This is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I've often said, you know, if, if, if this were to all come to an end, well, I want to go to heaven because I've got no other purpose. This is, this is my calling. I'm for 48 years. I've been fulfilling, full-time fulfilling my calling. And, and God willing, I'd like to be able to fulfill my calling for a long time still to come. That might change a little bit as, as I get, you know, I taught, teased you was it last week, coming into church on a Zimmer frame. Well, I'm still going to come in on a Zimmer frame, you know, but if, if that's what it, but I'm not believing for a Zimmer frame. I'm, a, I'm believing for a Caleb attitude. Yeah, that my, in my old age, I'm still going to say to the mountain, Martin, I'm ready to climb you and beat you, right? Because we, we've got to understand you've got a calling. Are you, are you aware that you have a purpose? So many people say to me, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, let's find out what our purpose is. And if you are really doubting about or not sure about what your purpose is, find some way to serve God in some way, and you'll soon find out. And by the way, the best way to find out your, your purpose is look at your gifts. Look at what you're good at doing and go and do it for Jesus. Number three, develop those gifts. Develop those abilities so that you are effective in fulfilling your purpose. You know, one of the things that I've done a lot of during my ministry is play piano. 
Uh, but it didn't just happen that one day when I was six years of age that I got this, I mean, it happens for some, doesn't it? But for me, it didn't happen. You know, this like, boom, bang, and I sat at the piano and did this. No, I went for piano lessons. And you know, I went for piano lessons from the age six until I was 18. And, and I did all my grades, just like some of you, oh, the kids have gone out, and some, some of your grandchildren or your children have done. I trained myself. It's the same thing for the ministry. I knew that God had called me for the ministry. I went to Bible school. I, I, I did theology. You know, I learned. I've been training. And even still today, I'm still eagerly analyzing how I can make my calling more effective. I'm learning things from the, the younger staff that we've got on the church here. I don't always agree with everything they say, but I'm all the time learning from them and saying, how, how can we progress, how, progress this? How can I get better? We need, you need to develop your gift and your abilities. Number four, dedicate yourself to the purpose. See, that's the challenge. Sometimes we get up in the morning, we say, what am I going to do today? Well, the first thing that we need to be ready to say when we wake up in the morning is, I am going to serve the purposes of God today. I am going to, I am going to dedicate. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your talents chasing something that's worthless. Let's, let's put our treasure where, let's put our heart where our treasure, treasure where our heart is. Let's go on and do something right for God. Amen? That's number four. Number five, deal with the setbacks. Why? Because you'll get them. He, he, nobody has, has lived a life without setbacks. What? Setbacks will inevitably happen. We just need to learn to say, ouch. You know, when you fall over or a child falls over, what do you do? You go and you say, oh, there, there, there. I'm sorry, sorry. Get up. Let's walk on. You know, and I think the Holy Spirit wants to say to some of you, maybe today, maybe watching me where you are, it's like, ouch, yeah, I know that hurt. I'm really, really sorry. Uh, get up and let's walk on again. Well, are you receiving that? Are you hearing something? God is saying to you, somebody specifically right now, it's time for you to get up off your wounded knees and your, your bruised knees. And God is saying to you, it's not over yet. You've still got something to go for. You need to get over your setbacks. You need to get through whatever it is that put you in a side room, put you into the accident and emergency room. And, and God is saying to you, there's nothing wrong with you. All as you did is you had a setback. And now, come on, let's go and repent and recover. And let's get to the place where we're we're moving again. Oh, hallelujah. And then the next, number six is live by faith. That means believing with God all things are possible. One thing that I love is meeting people who believe. I love having conversations with people who say, yeah, but with God all things. I, 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 I really can't tolerate sometimes conversations with people who are being very negative. Yes, but. How many of you know any yes, but people? You're married to a yes but person, right? you know, no, no, no. We, you know, that's the thing that is lovely for me and Rachel and the unity that we have. Do you remember she spoke about unity a couple of weeks ago? That's the one great thing in the unity that we have. It's like, but we got all things. Yes, it could be. Let's pray about it. Let's believe. That's living by faith. Number seven, allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, you'll stay on track. Keep an ear open to the Holy Spirit, and He will tell you, this is the way, that's not the way. Now go fast, now go slow. He'll, he'll be with you all the time. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He is God with you. So listen to Him. Don't ignore Him. Number eight, let the Holy Spirit empower you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So, you know, this is the, this is the deal. When you go out into life, 
You can live with no regrets because God's power is enabling you. You are not a weakling. You know, the Bible says it. Let the weak say, I am. Let the poor say, I am. Because of what the Lord has done for us. Let's receive something from God today that empowers us. Number nine, enjoy the journey. Enjoy every day. Don't waste your time being miserable. It's a waste of time. It produces absolutely nothing. You've got a destiny to fulfill. Wasted time with projects. Wasted time with people who don't help you to fulfill your destiny. They will produce regret. But if you will be focused on what God's called you to do and stay around people of faith, stay around people that are going to encourage you on the journey, I tell you when your day comes, and even before that, you're going to have no regrets because you're living a fulfilled life. And number 10, finish well. It's one thing to start the race, but it's another thing to finish you know, I, I, I don't believe I'm anywhere near my finishing. I pray that I'm nowhere near. But I, I'm racing towards that and I'm saying, God, I want to finish well. Zimmer frame and all. I want to finish well. Finish well in my heart. Finish well in my faith. You know, Jeremiah chapter 29, we quote it very often. It says this, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God has plans for you. Live with no regret. His plans for you are to prosper you. His plans for you are to not harm you. His plans for you are to give you hope. His plans for you are to give you a future. Why should we live with any regret when God has made such a promise for us? And I love this final verse in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14, which says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards. I press on. I'm pressing on. That is in in Philippians chapter 3 and verse uh, 14. Press on. No regrets. So you can live a life with no more regrets. But if you want to do that, you're going to have to commit your life to God and live for Him and put Jesus first in your life. God wants to reshape your thinking, rekindle your desires, refocus your vision, your vision, restore your energy, and rewrite your testimony so that your story ends well. Oh, I'm going to read you that again because I was inspired when I put that down. You, you get it? God wants to reshape your thinking. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. He wants to rekindle your desires. Let the fire of God come and put passion again so that we don't lose our first love or forsake our first love, as the Bible says, but we're passionate for God. Refocus our vision that we see clearly, not blurredly, but we see very clearly what God has got in store for us. We restore our energy. You might have said, I got tired through during COVID or because of this illness or because of this disappointment. God wants to renew your strength and you're going to mount up with wings as eagles and he's going to rewrite your testimony so that your story ends well and a story with no regrets. Your story up to now might have had regret after regret after regret, but if you will cross the bloodline in the sun, I tell you, God's going to help you to rewrite a story that ends very well, and you're going to hear him say to you one day, well done, you good and faithful servant. Don't regret on that day that you never became a Christian. And Jesus says to you, don't know you. Give him your life today. Maybe 
somebody here or maybe somebody watching me, wherever you are, and you've never really made a commitment to Jesus Christ, today's your day. Don't regret that you didn't choose this day. Don't regret that you lived your life for yourself. Dedicate yourself to the Lord today. Commit your way to the Lord. Tell Him that you're going to live the rest of your days to do His will just like Jesus did. And don't regret that you started, but you lost your way. You were running well, but you sat down. And your conversation moved from being in faith to being in moaning. You got sidetracked by disappointment, by mistakes that you made, by getting sick, by getting caught up in the wrong things. I want to encourage you, you can have a Caleb spirit. God can restore that to you this morning. He can touch you. And We heard it earlier on the service, just one touch from the Lord doesn't only just change physical things, it changes something on the inside of our hearts. As God reaches out, puts his hand upon you, and you can say, no matter what's gone on before you, give me this mountain. And you can say, I'm ready, living with no regret. Let's pray, shall we? Father, I ask you now in the name of Jesus that you will touch people's hearts here and wherever they're watching us. Let them understand that you've called them, that you love them, that you've got great plans for them. And I pray in the name of Jesus right now that we will all be ready to make a choice in life that says, I'm going to cross the bloodline. I'm going to make the cross work. I'm going to make Jesus glad that he died for me. I'm going to make my life count for something. I'm going to serve the purposes of God in my generation, a life fulfilled, a life for the glory of God, and a life so that whenever my day comes, your day comes, and we are a fly on the wall of our own funeral, we will hear God, family, friends, work colleagues, and church members speak well of the way we lived our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. That was a really great message and we really hope that you've been blessed by it. Don't forget that if you ever want prayer or if you ever want to feed back to us about what you've heard from Destiny, you can email us at info at destinychurch.co.uk. Yes, you definitely can. And, you know, today, just take that message um, let it apply to your life and go back and listen to it again because it really does make make a difference. I often find that I have to listen to stuff two or three or four times before, before, it, it, before, goes it, in. before it sinks in. I agree. So feel free to go back and do that. And remember that we release um, podcasts weekly. So do go and check out previous um, episodes that we've, that, that we've done, previous messages. Absolutely. But also uh, remember to check us out next week. 
Put a date in your diary. Date in the diary. And, you know, if you don't... If you'd rather come down and listen to one in person, you can also do that at 9.15 or 11am if you're in Wakefield or around the Yorkshire area or even just in the UK. Come and visit us at Destiny Church. Our postcode is WF14AF. If you put that in your sat-nav, it will take you straight here. And then you can meet us. Absolutely. Yes, you can meet us in person. We won't just be a voice in your head anymore. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining with us this week. We shall see you again very, very soon. Goodbye. Bye.